Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Before we get into our story, let's see what the McGees are talking about. McGee tossed me that ball of yarn, low and outside, boy. What's this low and outside business? <laughs> I'm getting hip to the baseball jargon that's in Prudential's new book, Baseball for Boys. Oh. You know, after reading Ed Matthews' article on how to bat, I bet even I could knock the cover off that old apple. I can see myself explaining that to the neighbors. <laughs> anyway, imagine what a kick junior ball players will get out of this wonderful Prudential baseball book. Right. Big league stars like Brooklyn's Duke Snyder and the Phillies' Robin Roberts give straight from the dugout tips on playing every position. And how about those pictures, McGee? They're big and clear, and they really demonstrate things. And Prudential's baseball for boys is a natural for Dad, too, to help him keep up with his son's favorite game. Want your free copy real quick? Write a postcard with your name and address and the words Baseball for Boys on it. Send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. That's Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Or just ask your Prudential agent. So then the babe says to Gehrig, Lou, he says, I still claim with a man on first and second and nobody out, the best thing to do against a left-handed pitcher is single to deep left field. Oh, boy, way out there, what did Lou Gehrig say? Lou, what did he say? Well, sir, they had quite a hot discussion about it till finally the babe stands up and he says, Look, what are you and me and Lefty Gomez sitting here arguing for when all we got to do is ask our old friend Fib here? He'll know, he says. Oh, boy. Naturally, all eyes turn to me. I knew the answer all along, of course, but... <laughs> oh, hi, Molly. I, uh, I didn't see you standing there. Uh, hi. That's all right. Go on. I'm a baseball fan, too, Slugger. I'd love to hear about your big league experiences. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's getting kind of late, Teeny. You better run along. He was just telling me about the good old days, Miss McGee, when he used to sit around the Yankee dugout. It's pretty late, Teeny. Your mother's probably waiting for... Oh, boy. Look at what he gave me, Miss McGee, that he had in the attic. A baseball that he had autographed by a very dear friend of his. Look! (coughs) Hmm. Let's see. To the grand old man of baseball, Fibber McGee. From his good friend, Babe Ruth? Yeah, well, now it's four o'clock, Teeny. You, You better go straight home now. Your mother's probably worried about you, Straight so... Straight home? With a genuine Babe Ruth autographed baseball? Are you kidding? Hmm? <laughs> I'm going to show this to everybody, I betcha. Oh, my gosh, I hadn't figured on you going Especially around... them big deal Willie Toops. Him and his autographed movie star photos. <laughs> and I'm going to say to him, So what if you do have a picture signed by the original Ren 1010? I got a baseball signed by the original Babe Ruth. Now, wait a minute, Teeny. That's what I'll tell him, boy. Thanks, mister. This is wonderful. Teeny! Gone. Honestly, McGee, filling that child's head with those silly stories is just awful. Well, gee whiz, Molly. I was just trying to make Teeny happy, that's all. So she's got an autographed baseball, and she thinks it was signed by Babe Ruth. So that's the main thing. She's happy. You know how kids are. I sure do, kid. When I said I used to sit around the Yankee dugout, she was just tickled to death. And if you could have saw the way her eyes lit up every time I mentioned Babe Ruth or Lou Gehrig or Christy Mathewson... Christy Mathewson? 
You sat around that Yankee dugout a long time, didn't you? Oh, well... It was around the early 1900s, if my information is correct, that Matthewson was burning them in. And for the Giants at that. Well, Teeny don't care about technicalities like what team they were on. She just wants to hear... Pressure, boy! Be right there, Mr. Oldtimer. I better get dinner started. Oh, hi, daughter. Where will I put this box of groceries? They're blocking my view, and I'm dying to get a look at the grand old man of baseball. <laughs> Anywhere's all right. I guess you saw Teeny with that baseball I gave her. Oh, there you are, Taurus. Oh, cut it out. If you mean Cobb, his name is Tyrus, not Taurus. Well, I don't mean Cobb. I mean from the 1st of April to the last of September. Taurus, the bull. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you sure you got those dates right? I always thought the Zodiac season... I'm talking about the baseball season, daughter. And if that doesn't bring out the bull in every red-blooded American male, I don't know what does. I'll go along with that. Hey... Who do you think will win the National League pennant, Johnny? Well, now, if you really want to know, I'll just tell you. I figure Milwaukee's got a pretty good chance because Milwaukee? <laughs> Look, let me explain something to you about baseball, old time. Tell him about sitting around the Yankee dugout. I don't mean that. I know baseball because I played baseball. I put in a whole season with Tara Hutt in the three-eye league one year. Is that so? Sit down, I'll tell you about it. Molly, break out a couple of root beers, will you? Dearie, I've got to fix dinner. I don't mind if I do, daughter. If the root beer is good and cold, otherwise I'll just take a hot one. Played for Terry Hutt, did you, Johnny? Old-timer, the year I played baseball in the three-eye league with Terry Hutt, I hung up a record that still stands. Eleven no-hit games in one season. Eleven no-hit games? Was that your pitching record? No, that was my batting record. But I'm telling you, boy, the way they play ball nowadays, if I was in there... <laughs> Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Are you saving as much money as you should? Economists say at least 5% of your regular paycheck should be set aside for the future. Now, here's a way you can do that without cutting corners on your day-to-day -day budget a bit. Join the payroll savings plan where you work. Have a few dollars set aside regularly in United States savings bonds. It's the easy, automatic way to save. Your employer saves it for you before every payday. He'll set aside any amount you save. Because it's money you never count on, you never miss it. And it accumulates almost without your knowing it. Your bonds are delivered automatically, too, one after the other. Before long, you'll have a collection of them. And remember, each United States savings bond you own pays back $4 for every three you put in. Extra bonus dollars to add to your own. Enjoy the feeling of security a regular savings plan gives you. Join the payroll savings plan now. How soon will dinner be ready, kiddo? I'm starved. Well, if you hadn't autographed that baseball for Teeny, which got the old-timer started asking you questions, which got you started analyzing the entire history of baseball, it'd be ready right now, as it is another half hour. I'll get it, kiddo. I'll get the door. Good. I'll put the vegetables on. Whoever this is, they're not going to bother Molly. I'm as hungry as a bear with locks, y'all. And... Hi, Mr. McGee. Hi. Well, hello, Teeny. You're back again. Uh-oh, who's this? This is, uh, this is Montgomery. Montgomery Parks. He just moved on the block. Hi. Hi. Well, he looks like a nice boy. Bright, intelligent. He doesn't believe this baseball you gave me was really autographed by Babe Ruth. 
Mm-hmm. I know it wasn't. Oh, some people think they're so smart. You don't know everything, Montgomery Parks. Well, uh, Mr. McGee used to be a baseball player, and he sat around the Yankee dugout, and he knows more about baseball than you do, I bet you. I don't care. That baseball he gave you wasn't autographed by Babe Ruth. It's a phony. It is not. You're a phony. No, 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 no. Take it easy, Teeny. I'll, I'll handle this. Good. Now, look, son. You just can't go around making wild remarks that things which are cherished and sacred to people are phony. You have to have proof. And since it's pretty hard to prove at this late date, we might as well forget the... See this, Mr. McGee? My dad got this baseball autographed a long time ago. And look who signed it for him. Babe Ruth. Oh, my gosh. My dad's uncle is Connie Mack. And he took my dad to see Babe Ruth, and the babe gave him this baseball. And even a child can see that somebody else signed teenies here. They did not. Your daddy don't even know Babe Ruth. He did, too. Mr. McGee was his best friend. I don't care who well, was his best friend. Oh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hey, hey, knock it off. Break. Everybody to a neutral corner. Come in. How do you do? I'm looking for... Oh, there you are, son. Hi, Dad. Say, I've been looking all over for you, son. Dinner's ready. Hey, Dad, ready. you know that baseball you gave me that was autographed by Babe Ruth personally for Uncle Connie? Sure, why? Well, Teeny's got one, too. Only the autographs are entirely different, see? So I was telling her and Mr. McGee now, about now, the Now, now, hold, hold, hold it a minute, Montgomery. I, uh, I got something I want to talk to your dad about in the dining room here. Uh, come on in, will you? Sure. Uh, you wait here, Monty. Mom's got dinner ready. Now, wait a sec. Let me close the door so the kids don't... Now, look, Parks, I'm in a kind of a spot here. I, I didn't know what to tell the kids, and... Well, I guess the truth is always best. I never should have signed Babe Ruth's name to that ball in the first place, but, well... Yeah, well, let... Huh? After I started that myth about Connie Mack being my uncle, I had to stay with it. This will teach me a sad lesson. What? <laughs> oh, no kidding. Huh? <laughs> Mine's a phony, too. <laughs> Looks like we both belong to the same bull club. <laughs> Well, this is a relief. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I was trapped. Now, look, I, I hope you'll be big about this, McGee. That little boy in there worships me, and I'd hate to have him think that his father is a big uh, phony. Hey, now, wait a minute. That little girl in there thinks I'm pretty big stuff, too. You don't think I'm going to be the pigeon on this deal, do you? Hmm. Well, you've got a point, I guess. Gee, this sure is a mess. You said it. Well, what are we going to do, Parks? you got to keep them kids' faith. Hey, hey, wait a minute. I think I... Yep. Yeah, i got a good idea, McGee. Come on. Well, now what? Well, uh, come on, Monty. We better get home to dinner. Yeah, but, Dad, about the baseball, Babe Ruth's autograph. Oh, that, yeah. Well, I never thought to mention this to you before, Monty, but the reason the babe signed his name different on those two balls was account of his injury. Injury? Injury? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, his injury. You know, I'd forgotten all about it until right now, but the day that Uncle Connie took me to see the babe, he was wearing his arm in a sling, and he had to sign your ball there with his other hand. Oh, no wonder it looks different. It's good, though. He wrote good with his other hand. Oh, this guy's a sly one. Now, I remember he apologized to me at the time, but I said, Babe, I don't care which hand you sign it with. Man, you could autograph this ball with your feet, and when I have a son, he'll be so proud of it. Oh, I am, too. Gee, autographed by Babe Ruth with his other hand. Sure. I remember the whole thing, Monty, just like it was yesterday. I was out in the Yankee bullpen catching for Wade Hoyt while he limbered up, and the babe come over to me with his arm in a sling. Fib, he says to me, he says, I got to autograph a baseball for a friend of mine named Parks, Connie Mack's nephew, he says. 
and I don't know what to do with this arm in a sling, he says. So I says, well, sign it with the other hand, babe, I says, and, oh, you got to go? Uh, yeah, my wife's waiting dinner. Uh, sure nice meeting you. I better go, too. Thanks again for the genuine Babe Ruth autographed baseball, Mr. McGee. I'll take good care of it. I'll take care of mine, too. Boy, with his other hand. Yeah, you kids won't find many autographs like those two. They're real special. Well, goodbye. Fibber and Molly will be right back. There's music in the air on NBC with singing favorites Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra. Dinah gives a lift to the day on the Dinah Shore show and she takes a song, Old or New, Borrowed or Blue, and gives it her own unique version. You'll enjoy the Dinah Shore show, a most relaxing musical quarter hour that will fast become a habit. You'll hear it Wednesdays on NBC. And in a different manner, Frank Sinatra combines his talents with a bit of easygoing chatter and a record or two to come up with the Frank Sinatra show. With Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra, there's sure to be music in the air over NBC on Wednesdays. And there's one more entertainer on Wednesdays who doesn't sing, but he makes the laugh meter jump, Groucho Marx. Groucho ad-libs his way through a maze of laughs and situations to bring you one of the funniest shows on the air. Join Groucho and enjoy life and play You Bet Your Life Wednesdays. You'll be glad you did. And remember, hear Fibber, McGee, and Molly mornings and evenings starting June 27th. I'm certainly glad you children got that baseball mess worked out all right. Yeah. Hey, by the way, talking about baseball, you know the big game they're having Saturday at the Muni Stadium? The Hawkeyes against the Eagles? Yes. I'll bet I can tell you the score of that game before it starts. You can. Yep. Nothing to nothing. <laughs> Don't you get it, kiddo? Nothing to nothing. That's the score of any ball game before it starts. Nothing to... Oh, it ain't funny, McGee. Was when I told it in vaudeville. Have times changed that much? Oh, well. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer. Montgomery Parks was played by Richard Beals and his father by Jack Crusoe. This is John Wall saying goodbye until tomorrow. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.